When you love someone, seeing them struggle with their mental health can be one of the hardest things in the world, especially when you know they need help but don't know where to turn. That's why 988 Lifeline is here. 988's trained crisis counselors are available 24-7 by phone or text to provide you with the resources and support you need to help the people you love. No one should have to struggle alone. Call or text 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline day or night. 988. Hope has a new number. This is Dream Power Radio the place where your dreams turn into reality. Here is your host, Debbie Spector-Weissman. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Dream Power Show on the amazing Women and Men of Power Network, the world's leading positive programming network powered by Raven International. I'm your host, certified dream life coach, Debbie Spector-Weissman. This is the show where we talk about dreams, both daytime and nighttime dreams, and how you can use them to create a life you love. And as a reminder, I'm here to help you understand your dreams. So if you've got a dream that's got you stumped, email me at debbie at dreampowerradio.com. I can help you interpret your dream and even answer any questions you might have about dreams. So again, email me at debbie at dreampowerradio.com. Well, it's hard to have a dream life if love is missing from your life. This is especially true for women who've had a divorce, who still may be feeling the pain and hurt of their failed marriage, and as a result, may be unwilling or even afraid to dip their toes into the dating pool again. Well, my guest today would tell them that everyone deserves to have love and to have a relationship of their dreams. Laurieann Davis is a certified relationship coach who spent decades helping women find love in their lives. She's the author of the book, Unmasking Secrets to Unstoppable Relationships, and is a contributing author of the new book, Ready, Set, Date. Well, welcome to the Dream Power Show, Lori. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. This is a great topic for us to talk about. Oh, it certainly is. Uh, You've helped a lot of divorced women find love in their lives. How does someone who's been divorced know that they're ready to find love again? Hmm. That's a great question. And sometimes people think that there's a certain time period, right? That it has to be a year after my divorce when I was, um, my background is as a therapist. And I remember when I was doing therapy, you know, we had more strict guidelines. And then I kind of learned that that's not really true. It depends on where you are. Everybody's journey through divorce recovery and being ready to move on is very different. So you are ready to dip your toe in that dating pool again when you feel ready, when you feel, and sometimes people need a little push right? To get ready because they're so scared. They need a little push to do it. And sometimes people can get stuck at a certain stage along the way. And we need to, they need a little help getting beyond that stage. But I don't think there's a right or wrong time. The time is right when you're ready. Do you find that many people or many women date out of desperation or just plain loneliness? 
They do. They do. Yes. And that is probably one of the worst reasons to be out there dating. You know, when you're dating because you're desperate, you're dating because you're lonely, you're dating and maybe you're still carrying all of that heaviness on your shoulders from what happened with the divorce your dating experience is not going to be the same. And generally, it's not going to be the experience that you want when you're dating in that way. So one of the factors to look at about if you're ready is how much baggage are you still carrying around, right? We're all carrying around some. If you've lived your life, if you've interacted with people, I always say if you've bumped into people in the world, you're going to have you're going to have a little baggage. There's going to be some hurts around some of that. And that's okay. That's everybody. But the question is, are you still carrying around, you know, the big baggage that you've got to check? You can't bring on the plane with you, that luggage that you've got to check. If you're still carrying that around with you, you're not ready to date. You're ready to do some work and get ready to date. If, you know, if the baggage you have left is your personal item you can carry on the plane, that's okay, right? Then maybe you're ready to dip your toe because once you start the process of getting out there, meeting people, you're going to have some learning experiences and that's going to help you to grow and develop and become even, even more ready for the right person to come along. Well, one of the things that certainly happens after a divorce is uh, a woman's self-confidence gets shattered, especially if it was the man who initiated the divorce. So what were some of the things that a woman can do to, to help regain her, her self-confidence and feel good about herself again? That's a great point. And, you know, and you're right, especially if you were the one that was left and it wasn't your idea there's going to be some self-esteem issues around that, some beliefs maybe of, you know, I'm not capable of being a good enough partner. Um, but even if you're the one that ended the relationship, there also can be beliefs around that, around what if I, what if I choose wrong again, right? What if I end up in this same kind of relationship again? So there's fears regardless. So one of the best things that you can do is to go start taking steps to creating a life that you love. You want to date when you can say, you know what, my life is pretty darn good. Now, I don't mean that that means everything in your life has to be perfect. You know, I was married for 28 years and 21 of those, 25 of those, I'm sorry, were amazing years. And then I went through, so I went through my own divorce and had to start over again. Nothing I ever thought that I would find myself doing. Um, but I did, and I'm now currently remarried and happy. And so I remember thinking I was ready to date when I felt settled. I felt settled in the life that I had. Now, let me tell you, there were still a lot of pieces of my life that I had no idea how I was putting back together, right? But I knew I was going to, and I felt confident, and I felt strong in my ability that I could create a life and I could be happy. Now, I would be happier with a partner because I loved being in a good relationship and I wanted that back again, but, but I was satisfied with the life I had. So I think one of the best things women can do is look at their lives and say, what do I need to add to it? What are some things that maybe I've been wanting to do, but I couldn't do when I was married? What are some things that are missing in my life? And how can I start filling in some of those pieces so that I can look at my life and overall go, you know what? I have a pretty darn good life. And I would love to take somebody into that life to share that with me, but they're coming into a life that I'm pretty happy with. 
Really good. Yeah. One of the things that I'm a big advocate for is what I call the dream date, which is uh, finding time to do something for yourself, by yourself, that is something that you usually don't do. And as a result, having fun with yourself, learning how to have fun with yourself and learning to love yourself again. Uh, would you say that's part of the process? Oh, I love that idea because if you've been married, especially been married for a long time, being by yourself can be one of the hardest adjustments. Um, I still remember the day my children and I moved into the house by ourselves. Like, I'll, I don't think I'll ever forget that first day, that first night in the house by ourselves, right? Um, it's an adjustment to learn to be by yourself. And so I did exactly what you were talking about. I started thinking about, well, what would I enjoy? What kind of things do I like? After my children went to bed, I started adding things to my evening routine. Because for me, that was the difficult time of the day. Um, I started adding things I liked. And you know, it wasn't long before all of a sudden I realized I was looking forward to those evenings. That was one of the favorite times of my day. Loved all my time with my children. But I was like, oh, I can't wait. It's that time of day now. You know, what am I going to do this evening? And that became, that became something I looked forward to. And that happens, that can happen gradually without you even realizing it. So yes, date yourself. Do things that you enjoy doing. If you're somebody that says, you know, I don't like getting out of the house by myself, then go find, go find somebody. Go to some meetups where there are other people that are other women that are looking for other women to connect with. You know, find some people to go do things with. So maybe you're not doing it alone, but you're still out enjoying life with maybe a girlfriend or two. Okay, so let's say you're at the point you're ready to start dating again. Um, I could tell you just from my own experience, I happen to be happily married at the moment, which it's, I'm very blessed to be in that position. But um, let's say somebody in my position or somebody in my age group uh, decides, you know, gets divorced and decides to date again. Uh, how do they deal with online dating? I mean, I, I come from a time when I first got married, there weren't even personal computers let alone the internet. So uh, what kind of steps can, can a woman take to, uh, to be successful? Yeah, so part of it is going to come with that self-confidence. If you get online dating and you, and you don't, it doesn't matter whether you're meeting people in person or online, if you don't feel good about yourself and you haven't dealt with some of those beliefs, that law of attraction comes into play, right? You're going to meet all the people that you don't want to meet. So I always tell people, if, if whatever you're trying isn't working for you, that it's okay. But it, that means you need to step back and you need to look at yourself. And instead of saying, well, there's no good men out there, there's no good women out there, that's not true at all. I, I, you know, when I was dating again, I met a lot of very nice ones and my clients meet nice ones. It really is an opportunity for you to step back and say, hmm, I have some things to learn. I have some growth to do. And this is good, actually. It's good that I'm not having a good experience because it's just showing me that I have some learning to do. And when I do that learning, my experience is going to be better. So I would say do some preparation. Make sure that you feel good about yourself. And then get out there and agree to meet different people. Meet people that aren't the kind of people that you thought are your type, right? because you never know who's gonna be right for you. So understand a little bit about what are the core values you're looking for. We call those requirements. What are some of the things you absolutely have to have in a relationship in order to be happy? Know those 
And then be willing to meet people in a little bit of a different age, a little bit of a different um, job, you know, different personalities. I ended up with somebody that is so different than I thought I would ever be with. Um, and he's a wonderful choice. And we, seven years later, are still very, very happy. But if you had asked me if he was somebody that would have been a good match for me, I would have probably told you absolutely no. But I was willing to get out there and meet different people. As you meet people, and don't, and don't write them off after the first date necessarily, right? Go on a few dates with somebody if they're willing to do that with you. Um, and there's no really good reason. You know, obviously sometimes there are deal breakers and you know that you know you shouldn't date them again. But get to know people. Take your time. While you're doing that, you're learning more about you. You're learning more about who you are, what you're looking for. You're learning how to find out information. You're learning maybe how to flirt again if you haven't flirted in a while. You're getting some practice. So just get out there. There are no bad experiences. There's just learning experiences, right? As long as you're careful and cautious, obviously. You know, don't meet strange men that you've never talked to, that you don't know who they are in strange places, at strange hours of the day. I mean, obviously, we have to put some common sense in there. But get out there and meet people and have some fun with it. Mm -hmm. Do you find that women tend to start dating someone who is like their ex? Hmm. I think that they do one of two things a lot of times. Either they date somebody that's a lot like their ex, and sometimes they don't see it, by the way. Um, or they go out and say, I'm going to date somebody that's totally opposite. And then down the road discover, oh, this isn't the right person. So I encourage you to take a look. What were the things, I don't care how horrendous the breakup was, right? There were some things about your ex that attracted you to them in the beginning or you wouldn't have married them. So make a list. What are some of the things about your ex that you liked, right? And then make a list of the things that you didn't like that are going to help you to figure out what you are looking for. So we don't want to ever want to date saying, you know, I don't want somebody, right? If, for instance, your ex would never, didn't communicate very well and, you know, cut you off, didn't listen to you, you're not going to say, well, I don't want to date anybody like that again. You're going to say, I want to date somebody that I can easily communicate with, somebody that hears me and I feel respectful. I feel respected when I talk to them. So you're looking for the positive always, but make that list of what are those things that you liked? What are some of the things that you learned through that relationship that you want different? And then start to compile a list of positives about what you're looking for. And that will help you feel a little bit more confident that you're not going to repeat the same things over again, or that you're not going to pick somebody that really isn't what you're looking for. Remember, you have a choice. If somebody starts to show up in the dating process in a way that you don't like, and it's more than they just had a bad day, you know, or something came up, that you notice a pattern of them not being respectful or not acting in a way that sits well with you, walk away. You know, you're in control. You have the power to say, this isn't the right relationship for me. And you can walk away. And when you realize that and you date saying, no, I'm going to decide if I continue this relationship or not, that helps you to feel more confident as opposed to going out going, oh, I hope somebody picks me. I hope somebody picks me. And I hope they're not like my ex, right? You know, that sort of scared space. We don't want you to come from that. We want you to come from that strong centered space. Right. Well, that's why it's, it, I think it's important to even before the dating process begins to 
get that sense of, of power and, and having good self-esteem and good self-confidence so that when you do have those situations, it, it's, it's second nature at that point for you to say, yes, I don't have to take this. I don't have to deal with this. I can deal with what I want to deal with. and have that, take that power instead of feeling like it's uh, something you have to go along with because, oh my God, somebody's dating me. And if I reject him, nobody's ever going to date me again. Kind of feeling. Yeah. Or I'm desperate, right? I'm so lonely that this is better than nothing. And so, you know, we don't, we don't want people to feel that way. I always talk about that you're doing the work on the front end, getting yourself ready so that you don't have as much work to do once you're in the relationship. Relationships, when you choose wisely and when they start on the right foot, are just, they go so much smoother. There really shouldn't, shouldn't be so much upheaval. Always you're going to have disagreements. You're going to have some issues you have to work on in a relationship with somebody. You know, no relationship is going to be totally perfect. But it should be much smoother sailing if you're doing your work on the front end. So take the time, get some help, read books, read blogs, you know, whatever it is you need to do. Do the work on the front end so that when you get in the relationship, now we can sit back and enjoy it and have a lot less work to do. It's definitely the way it ought to be. Okay, we're going to take a short break here. Uh, we'll be right back. We are speaking with Laurieann Davis, relationship coach. And we'll be right back. Want to know more about remembering your dreams and what they mean? Want practical tools to help you really live the life of your dreams? I'm Debbie Spector Weissman, the Dream Coach. For powerful wisdom you can use, sign up for my newsletter today at dreampowerradio.com. It's free. Welcome back to Dream Power Radio with your host, Debbie Specter Weissman. Yes, and welcome back to the Dream Power Show. We're talking with relationship coach Laurieann Davis about dating after divorce. Okay, Lori, one of the things that I'm concerned about is what happens when you have children? Um, is it okay to start dating when you have children? How does that work out? <laughs> Yes. When I was dating, I had a 17-year-old, I think a four-year-old and a six-year-old, five-year-old, seven-year-old, something like that. Um, you definitely can date when you have children. It does add, you know, it adds another layer of, I almost want to say difficulty, and that's probably, that's too negative a word. It, it, there's another layer to it. Um, and I think that it can be positive, though, in some ways. It almost forces you to take things slower because you don't have the freedom, you know, that you would have if you didn't have children. You obviously need to date when you don't have your children with you. Maybe they're with the other partner or somebody else can watch them or you get a babysitter. So it, it forces you, I think, to get to know the person and take things a little slower. Um, and that can be a positive. So that is one thing to consider. We need to be cautious about our children. We need to be cautious about who we bring around our children. Um, and that can go for a couple of ways. Don't want somebody around our children that we don't know their character and that we don't, no matter what the age of our children, even if they're adults, you know, we, we don't want somebody around them that's not going to be a good person. Um, when they're younger, obviously, there's a whole safety issue. We don't want to be introducing people into their lives too soon. And then that person goes away. 
they can, you know, they can start to like the person and then it's another loss for them. So really just being conscientious of your children. Um, I feel like for me and everybody has to make their own. I was going to say, mm -hmm. when, is, when is a good time for the children yes. to meet the boyfriend? So my, my two cents about that, and everybody needs to make their own, their own decisions, but mine is that when you feel like you've gotten to know this person well enough, and you think, and, and both of you, you and, and your new partner, agree that you think that this relationship is going to keep going, that it looks like this is something that is going to be a permanent relationship, if that's what you're looking for. Or, you know, you think that this person has the qualities you're looking for and you both agree that, yeah, we think, we think this relationship's going to work in whatever way you've defined working. Then I think it's time for them to meet your children. Um, and I realize some people have circumstances where they might need to do it a little bit sooner. Um, but for me, that was it. So in my particular case, that was about five and a half months into dating my current husband. My children knew I was dating somebody, but they didn't meet him until... The two of us said, you know, unless something major happens that we don't know about each other, you know, we, we, think, we think this is it. Um, we need a little more time to be sure, but we're pretty convinced this was it. And then he met my children and started coming over for dinner and, you know, spending some time with them. So it's going to depend on the age of your children. It's going to depend on your circumstances. But think about when you feel like this relationship really has some good potential, I think is a good rule of thumb. Is there anything that you recommend uh, saying to children when, when you first start dating someone to sort of get them used to the idea that you are going to date? Yeah, I think that it is, it is important to let them know and probably sooner than later. You don't want to tell them a week before you're going to introduce them to this person that, you know, is going to be in their life. They need some time to adjust. So having a talk with them, and, and it needs to be age appropriate, so it depends on their age. But let them know. Let them know that you're going to start, you know, I mean, you can say mommy's going to start, if they're younger, you know, going out with some friends. I mean, it could start that way. But then let them know. Let them know that you're dating and that that doesn't mean that they're not going to continue to see the other parent, that anybody loves them less, that the other person's going to take over any of their time or attention. And that's probably something to consider and really be cautious about. Making sure that, you know, you want to find time to date, obviously, but you want to let your children know that it's not taking away from quality time with them. So, you know, one thing to think about is if they're not real happy about it as you're dating, schedule some dates with your children. So schedule some time to do something special and some fun with them so that they feel like, oh, your dating isn't going to take away, isn't going to, this other person's not taking you away from me. Makes sense? Yeah, I was going to say, what, what happens if uh, your children try to sabotage your dating life because they think that Good. You, know, you're, you and your yeah. ex are going to get back together again? Yes. And, you know, they can do that whether they're little or whether they're grown. I mean, I, I hear stories. It doesn't matter what their age is. They can, they can give you difficulty. And so you need to be prepared. So listen, listen to them. Allow them to talk. Allow them to express their points of view. Acknowledge that you hear them if you can reassure them in some way, if there's something you can do to put something in place to make them feel better. But ultimately, you do let, need to let them know that you're an adult and that it is your choice and what your expectations are from them. I remember telling my oldest daughter, my youngest ones were little and they were very accepting, but my older one was 17 and not at a good age to be accepting somebody else. And I remember saying to her, you don't have to like him. 
but you do have to be respectful. You don't have to hang out a whole bunch with us, but this is my home, you know, and, and you have to be respectful. And I set those parameters very early on. So don't allow your children to dictate what you do. Work with them, but you are the adult and, and you need to remain the adult. And what about uh, your ex? Let's say you have a relationship with somebody and it's getting serious and uh, he has issues with it. How do you deal with that? Yeah. So that's going to depend on what kind of relationship you have with your ex. You know, if you've gotten to a place where you can actually communicate pretty well, maybe it's time to go out to dinner and have a talk with them, you know, and see if you can't work through that like two adults. Um, now I know that that's not, I can just hear people going, yeah, you don't know my ex. And so I know that there, are, I was lucky, my ex and I have a really great relationship, but I do know that there are times where that's not the case. And I think, again, you have to sort of put your foot down and sort of say, I get that you're not happy with this. I understand that you don't like this. Reassure them. You know, I'm not going to bring anybody into our children's lives that's going to put the children at risk that, you know, I, I don't know very well. You know, would you like to meet them so that you feel more comfortable? But but we're no longer together. And, you know, when you decide to move on, I'm going to respect that. And I'm asking you to respect my right to move on. Okay, uh, and, you know, again, it's going to depend on your ex's personality, but. Yes. But, but you can find love again after divorce. That oh, is the main point. Definitely. You definitely can. Yes. Yeah. No matter what the circumstances are, you can. Yeah. Um, so you're the contributing author in a new book called Ready, Set, Date. Uh, what can you tell me about the book and, and your involvement in it? So the book has 12 different contributing authors. Um, I've written two chapters. Obviously, you touched on both of them, Dating After Divorce for Women and Dating with Children. Um, I was a family therapist in my prior life, so the Dating with Children kind of came right. It was a really good fit for me. Um, Betsy Chaussee. Put the book together and I know Betsy because I was one of the five coaches in radical dating and um, it's a wonderful book that is really meant to give you tips and tricks so it's not it's you know it's not a textbook that's gonna take you forever to read it's something that you know we've all written for you what are our best tips what is our best advice for you in all kinds of different dating scenarios so it's, it's a fabulous book for people to pick up everybody's going to get something out of it there's going to be one of those chapters is going to apply to you in some way probably quite a few of them so yeah it's a great one, little book yeah and the one thing to emphasize is that it is an easy read so it it be a concern that you'd be bogged down in nomenclature or any kind of you know studies or anything like that no it's more about experience and and things that anybody can pick up on pretty easily mm -hmm. yeah we want to give you some we want to give you our best ideas and our best tips to help you be successful in dating okay well how can people find out about the book and also how can they find out more about you so the book is on Amazon. All you do is just type in ready, set, date, um, and it's really easy to find. Um, and for me, my website is my name. So it's laurieandavis.com. And my other book is on there. I've got, you know, online courses, all the different things that I have to offer. Lots of blogs, lots of information for you, videos. So all of that information is on my website.
Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being on the Dream Power Show today, Laurie. I appreciate it. We've been speaking with Laurie Ann Davis all about dating after divorce. I hope you've enjoyed today's program. And until next time, this is Debbie Spector Weissman saying, sweet dreams, everybody. You've been listening to Dream Power Radio with your host, Debbie Spector Weissman. For more information on Debbie or to sign up for her newsletter, go to dreampowerradio.com. This has been Dream Power Radio on the amazing Women and Men of Power Network, the world's leading positive programming network, powered by Raven International.